Good day, welcome to sportsstars.ie. I'm Darren Kelly, joined by my partner in crime, Killian Whelan, and we're here for a very special edition of Sports Stars Camogie, Killian, because it is the 2020 AIB All Ireland Senior Club Camogie Final, Sarsfields against Out of the Ballock. Yeah, and uh, great to hear the Christmas music in the background here, Darren, really building up the atmosphere, and it's great that we're actually face to face. I don't know when the last time we were actually face to face, I'd say it's going back to September, but look, um, really looking forward to it. You know, two teams that obviously, uh, you know, an All Ireland title, they're well used. To, I suppose having them now competing in all Ireland finals as well. Sarsfield's looking to put back to back Owlers, of course, trying to roll back the years that little bit. And, uh, you know, extra special around Owlers, of course. It's, uh, I'm sure if they were to bring the cup back to celebrations tonight, there might be some crack in Owlers, I'd imagine, uh, whatever about COVID restrictions and all that kind of thing. But um, look, looking forward to it, Darren. It's, it promises to be a special one, I think. And as listeners realise, of course, the game has already taken place as they're listening to us here, but we're building up the atmosphere at the start of the podcast. We will have reaction from the game. We'll have analysis with myself and Killian before the end of the show as well. And of course, if you haven't seen it already, hopefully you've recorded RTE 2 or get the RTE player to catch the full match live. And this hour of the Ballot team, they don't lose all Ireland finals. No, and that's it. Like when you look back at the stats, they don't lose all Ireland finals. And that would be something that obviously did have over Sarsfields in a way. But of course, I would imagine those two losses that Sarsfields had really, you know, galvanised them, I think, into winning then uh, the uh, previous title. Of course, they are here as the holders winning in March of uh, 2020. So look, it's uh, something for Sarsfields, obviously, that they would be aware of that, uh, you know, I saw Siobhan McGrath talk about that they're taking on legends of the game here today. So I think, you know, if they, they'll give them their due respect, but I think if they give them too much respect, you know, Sarsfields could find themselves chasing it a little bit. And I really feel that Owlert are going to have to get a start here, Darren, if they're to win this title. We'll just talk about that at the moment, of course. We talk about legends of the game, of course, everything they've achieved from Wexford's breakthrough in 2007, Aurits, All Ireland victory in 2011 as well. And for them, Mary Lacey, back just months after having a child. If Aurits de Balak wins today, she'll become the third player from the club to captain both an All Ireland winning club and county team. Yeah, well, that's a phenomenal record. And you're doing it on the back of everything that she's doing in her own personal life as well. You know, like, uh, what, what an achievement for her as a, as a player. And, you know, there's a lot of them there. What is it, nine, I think, in total? going for three All-Ireland titles you know that's a phenomenal effort as well among the among the Ireland club and um, you know just seems obviously Colin Sunderland seems to have uh, you know really got them focused this year and regards to maybe making history I suppose a little bit I suppose that's what's driving them in. but then you have uh, as we said we've mentioned already the likes of Aideen Brennan who, was, who wasn't who was far away of course uh, a, a number of years ago when they won their second All-Ireland uh, you've an Acorn that's come into the setup since and you've a few other young players there that are part of that panel that will drive it on as well from an Owlert point of view but uh, it would be some history, some story, really, if Oliver were to come away with the All-Ireland title here today. We have a picture of the programme up on a web article accompanying this podcast as well. Just very quickly looking through the two teams before we move to predictions and move on to the show itself. Akira Story is named at number six. Expected to drop back. She dropped back to full-back against Slot Neal. Shauna Sinnott got the opening point in that game. She's down as number 17 in the programme. I'd expect her to start myself. Be two key players if they are involved in the word go. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, the experience that they have. But, yeah, I'd expect uh, what, what you just said there to happen. And, uh, you know, again... I will be thinking, you know, Shauna and her ability, you know, it would be laying down marker early on. And obviously, Kira's story, and we know all about her from, uh, obviously, with Ollerton Wexford, her ability, you know, that she will, I would imagine, hold that, uh, that full back position and, and really kind of create a wall there on the edge of the square. Um, going to be interesting to see how ultimately Sarsfields play out around that. Of course, you mentioned there, Killian, that Ollerton need a good start like they got against Slot Neil, has gone 1 5 to no score up at the very early stages. Sarsfields, this 
face here. They look composed. They've looked structured. They're in control of everything they do. I suppose the only question mark we have about them at the moment is we don't know how tested they have been. Yeah, that's the only thing. Um, you know, coming out of uh, Galway, obviously, and then straight into an All-Ireland semi-final, whereas Owlert, you know, are on the bounce of games and, you know, got a few tests in Leinster as well. So that, that you know, if it was to really be in the mix, Darren, with 10 minutes to go, you know, you just wonder, you know, would it be the legs running out and Owlert haven't played on consecutive weekends or would it be, you know, would it be Sarsfields who probably haven't been tried and tested enough in recent weeks that, uh, you know, they just mightn't be able to see it out. But it, that's what makes it ultimately intriguing here because there's a lot of permutations and sorts of tactics obviously play a part. But ultimately, you know, it's the day which is perfect, I think, for Camogie. No sun, no wind, no rain, uh, perfect dry conditions uh, for the 18th of December. I'm sure both teams would take it and what a Christmas present it could be for either place. The only thing about it is cold. The ground is a bit heavy out in the field of play, just based in traffic, but weather conditions are ideal. Just a few more, Killian, before we wrap up and go to the post-match analysis. Uh, Shelley Kyo, we mentioned getting married, uh, likely to play centre-forward. They'll want to play that running game on Sarsfield's defence. has been led by Maria Cooney, Clodagh McGrath dropping back as well, and that could be the key factor, I feel. I know we previewed the show in the last episode of the programme, but even um, that could be a key moment. Is Shelley Kyo can get a few points earlier on that game, win that battle, Maria Cooney, that could be very interesting. Well, that would lay down marker, you would imagine, and I think that is something that obviously, uh, you know, that Owlert would be targeting, Darren, because, uh, you know, I, I think if they get bogged down a little bit in that area and, and you know, Sarsfield's come out on top, it's going to be hard to see then where maybe Owlert are going to be able to punch the hole. So it could be an intriguing first 10 minutes here. But of course, can Sarsfield's maintain the control? We all know about Orla and Siobhan McGrath in their attack. Of course, at corner forward, you never know who's going to show up. Shannon Corker and Corey Kenny on the programme. Ava Dealey, Rachel Murray likely to be involved as well. Options for Michael Hopper McGrath. Absolutely. There are plenty of options from a Sarsfield's point of view. I think that might be ultimately where, you know, could be the winning of the, of the game. They might just have, you know, more winning options off the bench than maybe Owlert might be able to throw at it. So that could make it even, as I said, even more intriguing. We're getting our cue there to get ourselves in position for the big match as well. You predicted Sarsfields on the preview show last week on Sports Camogie. Are you sticking with that prediction? Yeah, it doesn't change, Darren. I think it's uh, Sarsfields to lose ultimately. And just for the crack, who'll score the first goal of my team? Siobhan McGrath. Javon McGrath's the pick there. That was Killian Whelan talking to myself, Darren Kelly here on a very special episode of Sports Stats Camogie. It's our All-Ireland Club Final Special. Uh, coming up after the break, we are going to have uh, reaction from the various camps and post-match analysis of the big game. Will it be Sarsfields? Will it be out of the ballot? One thing we're guaranteed, it's going to be a great occasion. Hopefully the match delivers, and we'll tell you all about it after these. I like listening Sports Stats because I like to listen to... Ladies football and ladies camogie. So welcome back here to SportsStars.ie uh, and as you would have heard over the weekend Aula Tabalak are the 2020 AIB All-Ireland Senior Club Camogie Champions beating Sarsfields in a final scoreline of Aula Tabalak 4-8, Sarsfields 2-9 I'm Darren Kelly, joined here by Killian Whelan and Killian, quite simply, no, no debate, no nothing, the better team won this match. No question about it uh, Aula have really you know, brought it, uh, everything to the table. You'd have to say their first touch was phenomenal, especially in that first quarter. You know, they had a lead at the water break of 2-4 to a point, and you were really struggling to see where Sarsfields were going to make inroads. Now, Sarsfields did make some inroads in the second half, but like, the lead was just, it was too much to rein in. You know, it got out to nine points, and uh, I don't think it ever got beyond that, if memory serves me right, uh, Darren, at any point, but the closest I think they got was five. So that'll just tell you that every time they brought something to the table, Owlert were able to hit them for 
or something and that was you know this example of when they got goals Owlert were able to respond with a goal as well so you know credit to Owlert I, I was just blown away by it I, I, I would imagine we'll get a bit of flack for writing them off completely um, I don't think we totally did I do feel that we felt that the, the experience that they had and with the couple of younger additions that they have and that they've those that have stood out at inter-county level in recent uh, let's say 18 months let's say uh, from a Wexford point of view you felt that you know they were they were going to be in the they're going to be in the hunt I always just felt that uh, you know the experience of winning in All-Ireland in recent time and you know the talent that they have on show and Galway Camogie and the form that that is in I, I was full sure that Sarsfields were going to come out here victorious but credit credit to Howlert and uh, you know and great credit to Colin Sunderland and it's some achievement you know for a group of players there that would have I'm sure people would have written off uh, after winning in 2015 that, that they didn't bounce with a uh, you know an All-Ireland win in 2016 or 17 that that was it they were done and dusted but to come back then and win in 2021 and three All-Ireland visits and you've won all three that's a great mark of the players and of the club and they're going to be the shake-up again for next year's campaign in the new year. Um, even there, Killian, like we, talk, we talked in the preview about the start, that Aurora needed to make the start. The intensity they brought, the hunger they brought, the determination they brought, that was no surprise. I suppose it was shocked as how rat- easily rattled Sarsfields were. Yeah, and uh, to me, Sarsfields looked like a team, Darren, definitely in the, uh, in the first quarter that were uh, a deer cotton headlights. Um, everything, it was like they were still on the bus coming from Ballinasloe. Uh, like, it, it just, their first touch and everything. Now, and I know it's winter condition in the pit, but like, Nolan Park is, is in good nick for this time of year and when you consider the Owlert were able to burst away at speed and take the slitter off the ground on the first take and come out of rooks with the ball it just the intensity that they brought it just Sarsfields you know I'd imagine Hopper now is going back in and uh, I'd imagine the drive home is not going to be great because you know he's going to be reflecting on that they were very very you know off the pace I would have to say in that opening quarter and while they did as I said mount a fight back um, you know that came about I think through a tactical change a couple of switches here and there and uh, you know you just wonder if they had it back again take away that opening quarter maybe they would have been you know lifting the cup here themselves but uh, I don't think they would have deserved it Ava Dealey did start the game from the team on the programme and she started instead of Cora Kenning and she went to the man-marking role on Shelley Kyo. Like she's done that job brilliantly over the last year and a half but just today it didn't happen because um, out of the back were willing to press, they're willing to raid, they're willing to attack and then, as you touched on there as well and I would have said in the commentary box, first touch was letting Sarsfields down. There was two unforced errors with sideline cuts and quite simply, they just couldn't seem to get anything right. No, and nothing was going, nothing was going right for them. And I'm thinking of those two sideline cuts, you know, that were just knocked out. You know, especially the one from Ria Cooney. She she hit it and it went a yard ahead of her out over the line. You know, the just little things weren't weren't working out for them. And you just wonder, you know, was that the pressure that uh, it had to be the pressure that Owler were putting on them? But I just think as well they weren't to the pitch of the game at all. And you just wonder, was it a case of where Owler then the intensity that they had brought early doors did they start to slip off that pace a little bit? That that's what let Sarsfields in or did Sarsfields actually take uh, the game to them well you'd imagine it was a bit of a mix of both but you know that that change that they had made you know that Avedili was um 
uh, Trek and Chili Kyo everywhere that didn't work and it was very obvious it wasn't working in the opening quarter I thought Tara Kenny played well when, when she became the free player so you know utilising looking at their, their tactic you know ultimately did it come against them Darren I, I often feel with the sweeper uh, scenario when you're, or, or when you're withdrawing a player from your forwards if it's not working I think you have to go man on man and, 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 and at least for a, a period of time anyway until you can maybe re-establish yourself in the game Sarsfield's you know I, I think they didn't do that until it was ultimately too late it was 2-7 to 4 points at half time Una Lacey we'll talk about in a moment and Shelley Kyo getting the two goals Ibadili was sacrificed at half time for Sarsfield they did go man and man they got the perfect start to the second half Siobhan McGrath finishing the ball off to the back of the net and for a fleet moment we thought we'd game back on here oh yeah we, thought we were full sure we were back in what was it 2-7-1-4 and uh, next thing you know straight away Owler come down the field and uh, a long ball in and sure like when you have someone like Una Lacey she's going to be either causing a problem to set somebody else up or she's going to make hay herself and I, I feel that maybe Sarsfield didn't give her due respect did they think that you know maybe Una Lacey's coming back from cruciate injury she only had a cartilage problem literally eight weeks ago um, was probably here for in some cases on one leg um, you know and they, they didn't how would I put it didn't maybe take the game tour that she maybe needed to be minded that little bit more than she ultimately was but you can't give her the freedom of uh, Nolan Park that she got as well I will say though one thing I, when I was watching it I felt that Andy Larkin should have given a free out I feel that Kate Gallagher was over that ball the ball broke Gallagher was over it and there was a little bit of a nudge in the back she goes down on her knee the ball breaks Una Lacey gets in scoops it up and kicks it to the back of the net and to me I thought the Sarsfields crowd were a little bit animated on the line that you know the referee but he showed no scenario that he was going to disallow it or uh, award a free out or anything like that and uh, you know you just would have to feel that maybe if that goal had been a free out you know it might have given a little bit of impetus towards Arsfields but you know I think that would have been harsh then and, and Owlert in a way because to me they were the ones ultimately that deserved it Those little nudges coming from experience Una Lacey I know we're going to hear from her in a bit like like to keep playing it's been a chance for herself but like 2007 we watched her in Crow Park score two goals in the North Ireland final in Wexford with her first title in 32 years and here she is 14 years later a hat-trick let's call it straight she could have scored five goals in this match oh she could have yeah um, and, 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 and that then you know you'd have to question you know Sarsfield's marking or tactical kind of decision around Una Lacey you know like Lacey and Jacob are not the Lacey and Jacob of, of, of 10 years ago but they still have it upstairs and they know the movement they're a bit like you know and I'm not writing them up they're a bit like Paul McGrath McGrath knew when the body was kind of breaking and he knew the places to be in and that's where Una Lacey and Ursula Jacob ultimately are they, 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 you can't ultimately buy experience and, and uh, you know I how far around the field did Una Lacey move today? She didn't have to move too far and she still got a hat-trick. Um, you know, Ursula Jacob chipped in when she, when she needed ultimately to chip in. But they allowed then the likes of an acorn, like Stacey Kyo, a massive game uh, from Stacey Kyo when you consider that uh, her head had to be in other places yesterday when she was getting married and everything. Um, you know, Shelley Kyo brought, brought a game to the table. But there just there was, to me... And I, I, I know it's an analogy I've used many times on, on this podcast, uh, uh, Darren. There was too many fires for Sarsfields to put out once the, they got by the opening quarter. And uh, like I do think that if they if they sorted out one, there was somebody else then on, on the older team that was going to be able to do enough to drive it in their direction. And that's what happened. We talked about Sarsfield's opponents on regular occasions on the podcast that were not driving the ball down the middle, but out of the ballot, it didn't bother them today because anytime Sarsfield's in the ball, they got it tight on the key players for Sarsfield. 
Westfields as well. I don't think Neil McGrath got much space over the game. Maria Cooney struggled at locations as well. And out of the ballot, actually took over that central channel. Did we see a whole lot of Orla McGrath until the, until the closing stages? You know, the impact, uh, Maria Cooney, yeah, you know, Siobhan, uh, did, I know, crop up with, what a goal and three points, but, you know, like, she, she struggled. Aideen Brennan, phenomenal game. Could have been the player of the match as well, you know, you would think. Like, they just cut down the key, the key players, and, uh, whenever any one of them got on the ball, they were, they were surrounded, you know, and, uh, like, you were mentioning on, 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 on the video commentary that you were doing that, you know, the, the, the Owlert defence started in the forward line. They were pushing up so much on Sarsfields that, like, Maria Cooney had no time on any ball to be able to look up. As the sweeper, she should have been in, you know, nothing within 20 yards of her, uh, ultimately, to be able to dictate. Owlert were just closing in on her, and she just had no p- opportunity then to lay off an easy ball or anything like that. But then you'd have to question as well, maybe Sarsfields' intensity, Darren, because, like, when they were getting into that situation, there had to be one or two players free because Owlert were closing in packs of three. And that's what they did against Schlock Neal. And, you know, you just wonder, were Sarsfields not aware of this and not alert to this, that someone else needed to go, here, give me the ball. You know, that when Cooney was being boxed in, someone had to be coming off the shoulder shouting for a pass. And that wasn't there. Well, Sarsfields victims of, like, they were quite simply, they haven't been challenged properly since they played South Neil in March 2020. The games they won in Galway, they won kind of easily enough, and Drummond Lynch didn't pull up the test that we hope they will put up against them last week. Yeah, well, you know, you, you've seen Sarsfields at close quarters in, in, more than I have in, in recent months, and, you know, you were, you were kind of worried about that in, in a way, but they had still got to an All-Ireland final, and you were wondering, you know, if the, the recent experience of winning it, would, would, that, would that be ultimately enough? But uh, it, it obviously came, came back to bite them, you know, and you just... You just wonder, I'm sure they were playing challenge games and, and, and so forth, but there's nothing to buy the intensity of championship. And you see Owlert were on the roll, uh, out of the Wexford Championship, into Leinster, playing Thomastown, who, you know, again, would be fairly tough opposition, and then roll on, along and play Schlockneil, who had, we know, bounced out of Ulster, got a, a second bite of the cherry, but, you know, going for, what, four All-Ireland finals in a row, have, having won two, and... Uh, Owlert go up there and, and, and they chastise them as well so yeah you just would have to look at then maybe if you were to chart their uh, plan over the last uh, say seven or eight weeks you know you would feel that Owlert we probably should have given them uh, uh, you know and personally I, I, I'm not going to label it you personally should have given them a little bit more respect uh, with the quality of games that ultimately they were winning now, I did call them against Thomastown, but I did agree with you against Lothdale and this game against Sarsfields as well. Sarsfields got their second goal through Clara Donoghue in the final quarter. Didn't really get enough um, on the return in the third quarter. But, you know, to get caught once after scoring a goal is bad. But, you know, scared us to get caught twice. Una Lacey again completes her hat-trick. Ah, yeah, with like another long ball in. And I, I don't know whether I can blame Laura Glynn too much because she made a couple of fantastic saves during the game. But she was, you know, she had come out for a ball she probably shouldn't have come out for and then was backpedalling and was on the goal line. But, you know, her, she wasn't, I don't think, set then for when the ball broke. And like, Lacey doesn't need a second chance. She probably, I think it was maybe the third chance, re- in realistically, but the, by the time she put in the net. But, you know, you can't leave her in there. You know, why, why was she afforded the opportunity that she was able to get a swing at it, uh, you know, multiple times, you know? Um, that, that's where I'd have to question. But, you know, ultimately, you know, ultimately very good.
Saracens get four points near the end. Orla McGrath getting two from play, getting involved in the match. Siobhan and Neve also in target two. They got back to within four points, but Owlett brought the bodies back. They made sure they weren't conceding that third goal. Yeah, yeah, look, they, like, and, uh, like, great credit. Look, let's give something to Saracens. Great credit to them that they took the game on and, they, you know, that they got that goal from, uh, from Clara Donahue and, you know, chipped in with a couple of scores. They probably could have got in for another goal chance, but I think Siobhan overran the ball and eventually it was cleared. But, you know, some of the old stagers kind of uh, just locked it down I know Colin mentioned to me in an interview that he was worried that they kind of lost their shape and so forth and yeah there might have been some element of that you'd have to feel that that started to happen but they got the buddies back all, all the same they knew they had a, what, a five point lead at that point they knew they had Lacey and they had, uh, they, they had Jacob up front if they wanted to clear a long ball and Acorn was going to be able to carry it anyway they just got enough buddies back to ensure that they clogged up enough of the space and that's all ultimately they needed to do Kayleen just three questions before we wrap up Sarsfield's first we know Sarsfield's going to be in an Ireland semi-final in February no doubt Hopper has already half the Christmas break for this team as well he won't be happy with, especially with the first half performance what do you think like, look, we know they're going to be there they're both knocking on the door they'll play the Ulster champion slot Neil or Lockheed you'd imagine um, and again they're going to be guaranteed to get a question, an examination of their credentials in the whole Ireland semi-final well you're talking about two teams now that are quite sore they've been beaten by Owlert and uh, you know two teams that probably would have fancied themselves in winning an Ireland title so they, you know you can't imagine either of them are going to be quite happy to lose Lose another uh, opportunity of getting to an All Ireland final in in a short space of time. You know how much of a kick in the backside would that be? Um, uh, but one of them is going to go down. You know, so uh, it's going it's going to be it's going to be tough on them. So look, I would be kind of saying to Sarsfields, they probably need to be getting opposition and quality opposition to play in challenge matches and get up to the pitch of it before they go back into uh, go back into uh, uh, taking on uh, Schlockneil in an All Ireland semi final potentially. The thing would be, Darren, is to get that opposition, you know, and uh, maybe tactically might have to have a look at things, redraw the plan of who might, if they're going to withdraw a player, who that player might be ultimately, because one or two of their tactics today didn't work out for them. And that management have to take a fault, I think, in a bit in that. So, you know, I think they'd be back to the drawing board and, you know, I hope Hopper and, 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 and co enjoy the turkey and ham, but uh, I'd imagine they'll be back on it on Stephen's Day. I don't think they'll be enjoying it after this. Out of the ballot, they'll have to negotiate their patch when they're in semi-final, but they will be in the Leinster Championship in the New Year too. Ursula Jacob is getting married. We've mentioned Stacey Q already and the weekend she's having as well. They'll enjoy the Christmas, but no doubt they'll be hungry to get going again in January. Well, uh, look, they're not writing it off. Every one of them, and I'm sure you spoke to them as well, they see this as now an, an opportunity. You know, like it was, I suppose, they, they felt that they were written off in such a point that they went into the Shock Neil game probably with a little bit of pressure off them and, and, and just had a go. And all of a sudden, and then you're in the All-Ireland final actually you might as well go and win it and they have now they're kind of looking at the scenario where you know if we give a bit of commitment here for 10 weeks probably we could be back-to-back All-Ireland champions in a very quick space of time I would imagine you know if there was anyone writing retirements of anybody here I don't think there's any retirements in Owlert this side of uh, St. Patrick's Day so uh, I, I would think you know it's going to be very easy for Colin Sunderland now if one message is girls we could very very quickly put back-to-back All-Ireland titles here and then talk about being putting in the annals of Camogie history there's no doubt about it if they were to win you know four uh, titles and definitely two that people weren't weren't, uh, maybe giving them a whole lot of credit for however they are now 
up there to be targeted because I don't think you'll have Schlock Neil coming back around the corner you'll have uh, uh, obviously Sarsfield coming back around the corner they're not going to write off uh, Owlert in any way and sure you'd imagine anyone in Leinster as well will be viewing Owlert in a different kind of scenario so probably going to be a bit tougher for Owlert than it will be for Schlock Neil or for Sarsfield to get back to an All-Ireland final but don't write them off anymore and I won't well, I certainly won't as well and they'll have to go in at least two games I'd imagine to get through the Leinster Championship uh, sorry can I just one coming to me there and Mary Lacey mentioned it in the uh, victory speech of course we talked in the podcast before about uh, whether this competition would take place I think we got our answer today it's great week before Christmas that this 2020 All-Ireland Series was completed oh yeah and look credit to those that uh, drove it within the Camogie Association and wanted to get in a play but look the clubs have to take the credit because you know it was these two in particular that wanted to ensure that this championship was, uh, was finished out and uh, you know credit to them and, and, and I just think as well Darren it would be a shame when the club competition is such a cracking competition that there would be an anomaly there that there would be an asterisk on 2020 that uh, and 20, you know that the, the, the All-Ireland wasn't played or wasn't completed or something like that now it's completed and, it, and you know it's buoyed up uh, Owlert and uh, you know giving them a little bit of a drive and a push for as we said the new year and before we go to reaction Stacey Keogh was the player at the match and what a weekend she's having very deserving winner who else were your top contenders Oh God, you could list it. Any one of the Owlert. I, I, I think uh, Aideen Brennan, you know, has to get great credit for the job that she ultimately did inside on Siobhan McGrath. Uh, a couple of them alluded to the Owlert team that maybe Aideen doesn't get the credit down in Wexford even uh, for her ability. Uh, surely, you know, today she's uh, marked two marquee forwards uh, in the game, uh, Tina Hannan and, uh, and, and Siobhan McGrath, and she's been able to keep them with a touch and distance that they don't have. Now, I know they got on the scoreboard, but they didn't have the influence maybe that they would ultimately have in games so Aideen Brennan for me uh, a standout that half back line I, I thought Aoife Dunn had a phenomenal game definitely in the first half uh, Kira Story Dogga the Mary of course you know they, they, they're the old dog for the hard road they know how to you know really when they needed to, to, to put the hands to the pump and maybe a few things were a little bit on borderline you know a card scenario with uh, Tandy Larkin or whatever but you know they, they did what they needed to do and Acorn for me phenomenal player and I, I, I think is a potential star of Wexford if she isn't already um, but alongside her Stacey Kyo, like to be focused on her wedding yesterday and then to come in here and like I, I was talking to one of the partners of, of the players here at, at the end of the game and they were saying that all the talk of the wedding yesterday was what time are you going at? You know, rather than worrying about the wedding and enjoying the wedding, it was all about what time are you going to Kilkenny and what time, you know, that would just tell you the mindset uh, as well. You're asking for a couple of others. Shelley Kyo obviously chipping in with uh, a goal and, and two points. Ursula Jacob with uh, three points. Maybe didn't have a huge impact in the second half. What do you say about Una Lacey? Like, um, here on what? A leg? One leg? You know, and she won't mind me, I don't think, saying that because, uh, you know, with cartilage and crucy ligament missing in, in one of her knees, you know, and, and the impact that that's, I'm sure, had on her body. To come away with a hat trick in the All Ireland final, that's just bow down and worship at the altar of Una Lacey. Well, Lacey, tremendous performance from herself and many more orders from out of the ballot as well. Let's hear some reaction in a bit. We'll hear from both Una and Mary Lacey, the manager Colin Sunderland and the player of the match, Stacey Keogh. But after the break, well, let's first hear from Ursula Jacob. I like listening to sports dads because he has famous celebrities and I guess listen to him. 
Darren Kelly. I'm delighted to be joined now by Ireland, the Balak Stars, Hacker Ursula Jacob. Ursula, what a year, what a finish, what a comeback. Oh my God, uh, an unbelievable fairy tale finish to the year. You know, this time last year we didn't know whether the games were going to happen. And I think the two teams deserve to be here today because, by God, we fought so hard for, for this competition to take place. And what a shame if it hadn't taken place because the games over the last few weeks, whether it was St. Jude's for us, Thomas Town, Schlock Neil last week, and Sarsfields, the club championship is as high as standard as inter-county level and both teams just went, were all out hurling there today and I just think it was a brilliant game and obviously brilliant to win it and you know a, a week before Christmas all Ireland champions you know unbelievable unbelievable indeed even as you say yourself and it was great to see it here because what a performance from yourself to find the odds yes we probably predicted against you maybe yeah. we motivated you and sports that but you showed again from the word go took about a couple of minutes to settle and when you settled you didn't look back yeah again you know the goals as I said uh, proved crucial you know the, the couple of goals at the start uh, of the first half in the first quarter I think settled the nerves and I think we built on from that and you know we knew that uh, uh, Sarsfields were going to come back they're a brilliant team you know they're not in the last four All-Irelands for no reason brilliantly coached by Hopper McGrath and they've star players all over the pitch but we brought our A, a game today too and we had leaders you know the, the obvious players like the Mary Lacey's Una popping up for the goals Shelley and Stacey Ho but today girls like Aoife Dunn unbelievable Aideen Brennan Katie Roach Marie O'Dowd our defence was just immense especially in that final quarter when Sarsfields were throwing everything at us and we just you know we, we withstood that kind of uh, uh, attack every time that Sarsfields tried to come at us we responded with a score and I think that's a sign of true champions and massive character and this team has an abundance of that and I think we showed it there today There were some great battles around the field your own personal battle with Kate Gallagher was one of the matchups of the day too as well you really pushed each other to the oh limit Oh God you know there wasn't an inch and look we knew it was going to be a tactical battle you know we had our homework done Sarsfields feels the same and you know it's funny going into this game we've never played each other uh, so you're kind of watching the team playing other teams but we had never actually played Sarsfields in a challenge match or in the championship game so you kind of weren't, you know, weren't sure how we were going to get on but we knew it was going to be a huge battle you know they're a brilliant team but you know we, we've been in two finals up to this as well and we came out on top and I think you know we got over the line again today and maybe some people a few years ago thought maybe the old dogs were gone past it but I think you know we stood up today and we've a, a nice balance in the team now we've the older or the more experienced players as I like to say and then the young girls coming in now and there's just you know brilliant character I can't emphasise that enough this was a team performance and the management deserve huge credit Colin Sunderland Rory the coach uh, Kevin in, the two Kevins Ray Harris our physical coach everyone played a massive part Sharon Kyo statistics Paddy Roach I like mentioning these people because they don't get the credit we're the ones out in the pitch that will get the credit but this is a full you know background team management everyone you know really rallied in behind us and the support we had today just really got us over the line too or so just two questions before I let you go as you mentioned there's plenty of life in this team yes and more in the new year as well but we talk about that again Una Lacey you're beside her hat-trick she still got it well look as I said to her I can't believe she got a hat-trick in the county final and she got a hat-trick today look it's typical Una she re- and this is why I'm talking about character she was gone after the Leinster final we, we were nearly convinced that she wasn't going to be playing but she worked so hard off the pitch to get to be able to play the last two games and that is someone you know who has come back from serious injury after serious injury 
surgery after having a child. Same at Mary, two children later. Karen Atkinson in the sub, back after a child. Stacey Kyo, wedding yesterday. I'm just glad my wedding wasn't yesterday, and it's in 10 days, so I've, I've, got, to, I've got to go home and plan for that now. So uh, it's, it's a fairy tale ending to a brilliant year, and it's been a tough year on everyone, but it's just brilliant that we can bring happiness and a bit of joy to the whole parish because, look, at everyone, you know, was behind us in the last number of weeks, and it just was brilliant. I was just going to say congratulations for your own day coming up. Finally, of course, what does you think you've answered already? What does this mean to the team? Six years since you last won an All Ireland title of any type, but as a club or county, like a sweet victory, no doubt. Yeah, it, it even took us so, uh, you know, a few years to get back into Leinster. And we said when we when we won the county final this year, we were going to give it a go crack at. And look, I think the momentum we we had huge games. We came back from the dead against Thomastown, St Jude's were brilliant. Schlock Neil were heavy favourites against us. And again today, we were probably coming in as underdogs, but we just kept focusing on ourselves and, and just worked on our own stuff and I think that you know the experience too on an All-Ireland final day so many of us like Aideen, Brennan, Aoife Dunn have won intermediate or junior All-Ireland so expert the likes of me Mayor Yuna etc have won you know club and county All-Ireland so that stands to you when you come you know playing and you don't get too phased by it you just try to take it as another day and I don't think we you know we were too nervous or anything we just kind of got going in the first quarter and that laid the platform then Unalesi, your quarter of an hour after being crowned an All-Ireland champion for the third time, how does that feel? Oh my God, like it's literally just amazing. We thought like this championship wouldn't go ahead and look at here today, like it's just amazing. Like nothing, nothing, like I have four titles of Wexford but nothing beats winning with your club girls. Like you know I started with these when I was a child mm-hmm. and even like would have coached some of the girls like Maria O'Dowd and Kay Roach and we would have coached them as we were, you know, coming up to the field. Look yeah. at them there, they're playing with us now and to win with those girls and come back to the parish now tonight. It's our little bubble and like it's just amazing. Like, Is this the sweetest one do you think of the three? Um, I don't know like, I suppose any All-Ireland is sweet and I suppose like the last two All-Irelands there was tragedies in the area at the time and like, that made them you know really sweet and I suppose the first one I was captain and mm-hmm. it was like you know our first ever Club All-Ireland so it was amazing but like come back I don't know how many years ago it was since we won the last one but to come back and be complete underdogs the whole time it's just been amazing You've got a hat-trick in an All-Ireland final. You're a goal poacher supreme. You were just always in the right place when that ball seemed to fall for you today, ultimately. Um, I know you had to make two, you know, two of the goals. There was a bit of hard work involved, ultimately, but you always just seem to be on a, your career in the right place at the right time. Yeah, and I suppose it kind of, I think it's more like, um, you know, playing with the likes of Ursula and Shelley, you know, I just nearly, you can read where they're going to hit the ball because like, I'm so used to play with whether it was with Wexford or with the club, like it's, you kind of nearly know where they're going to hit and just kind of being, like, I have bad knees and I suppose just to kind of hang around the square and then hope for the best, it's like, yeah, it's all I can do. Tell us about those bad knees because you have come back from Cruciate, um, like I I think even to be standing here is in your own way it's down to your own perseverance oh yeah sure like I, I've been fed up being told to retire I was told back in May I was, I was, I was living with my right knee and like, it's just ongoing years and years of hardship that I've given the right knee and then it's compensating on the left I've did two cruciates on the left and I, um, we had a practice match there against UCD I think it was the start of October and sure twisted my knee was gone and I was told it was media ligament to talk first and I was like oh well, media ligament I did that before and it's kind of you know I might be 
back in a few weeks and all, but when I went and got the MRI with Tiger Sullivan, um, it was actually McCarthy's that was fully torn. He said, he can't hear anymore, it's fully torn. And in fairness, he didn't tell me not to play or two plays. So I was kind of like, well, yeah, that, that's just giving me the green light. And I told the manager after, I was like, yeah, do you know what? It's actually kind of positive, I can play. He said, just persevere. And in fairness, I had, um, I remember for a county semi-final, obviously you want to win. Like we didn't want to come into this championship and not, you know, after... Um, if you come in and not have to win your county final from last year it was like we didn't want you know we wanted to be county champions as well so um, she's just putting me off there <laughs> but like it's just I said your perseverance to keep going despite your body and maybe some experts tell you not to not keep to, going like I literally got to the stage uh, I would have tried that and I went down to <laughs> fairness doctor Conal McCarthy he's a new GP down in um Muckridge. I would have been in college with Connell up in UCD, like, you know, back in them days. And in fairness, he gave me an injection to get me over the county semi-final, the county final. And in my head, I was like, if I get to play a county semi-final, the county final, I will be delighted. That's, you know, I leave my camogie career on a good note. And then sure, every week we were playing, I was kind of like, mm, well, I kind of want a bit more and more and more. And sure, like, you know, Gammy O'Connor, um, he, his new oxygen chamber in Inscorty, like, okay. I can't praise that enough. So I couldn't walk last Wednesday going into it. And, and by t- after two sessions Thursday I, wa- I was actually walking out and I was like oh my god my knee feels good just took the swelling out of it totally and like it was really like only for doing that I'd say like I wouldn't have got through even playing last week talk about another match this weekend so well you're a good ad for him because on a Wednesday night and then here you are scoring a hat-trick in an All-Ireland final yeah I said Gammy would be delighted and in fairness <laughs> um, with Connell or Colin Sunderland our manager like he would have brought me to anyone like you know with Connell McCarthy down to Muckridge and the injection and all it's like we try everyone and I was like, well, I'm open to as if I can play. And I was like, Fekid, you wouldn't, you know, I'll earn semi-finals, I'll earn finals don't come along too often. So when I was told like two weeks ago to go try this, I was like, do you know what, I will. I was, kind of like, I was even contemplating just getting an injection for pain to kind of manage it, but sure look. <laughs> Una, I heard there in the offense that you were talking to Dara, you were mentioning podcasts and people writing you off. And I could have been one of those people that wrote you off as an aging team, but talent I suppose it always beats hard work and, uh, and and maybe hard work probably beats talent I should say you know you brought that in droves here and like that's what I have to say I was just blown away by your opening quarter ultimately you just really really get everything out there yeah and I suppose like you know the podcasts are a bit motivational to us like you know we would have Colin would have thrown out a train and said no one was giving us a chance and I suppose that doesn't actually bother this team like you know even like back like the Wynn Wexford is tough enough and then like we came up against St. Jude's and Thomastown like they were two fantastic teams like you were playing you know every week it was tough teams and you know what the girls were thriving on it like uh, Mary Corner backs the two very young girls like and they literally were getting better and better every game like so the more matches everyone was improving and playing well as a team and I suppose we are the team that we do like to get a quick early start and if, you know goal settle teams and like the engine in midfield the half back line the, like Aideen Brennan was phenomenal again on Siobhan McGrath like and I suppose like Aideen you can put her on the best of the best yeah. and like she wouldn't be rated for a senior yeah. Mogey in Wexford but yet we know what Aideen is capable of and like you put her on she's on Tina Hannon last week Tina Hannon is a super player mm. Siobhan McGrath is a top class player mm. and I suppose like, you know hard work and I suppose what you'd say too like you know the want to to win and like we might never have another opportunity like you're never you're not guaranteed that in life and I suppose this is our opportunity today so we wanted to make the most of it and give Stacey a weekend to really remember like she got married yesterday come out today bed early last night and then come out today and give a player the match performance like it was just phenomenal so Absolutely uh, Owen my last question to you because I'm conscious of your body and it is getting cold here can the body and you 
maybe keep it together do you think now when I've said it to Colin a few weeks around the corner back into a Leinster Championship and maybe just maybe by March you could be putting back to back all Ireland titles together yeah and I suppose that'll be something I'll worry about next week I'll see how the legs are but um, after I'd be retiring myself every day and I was like no the, the want is still there and if I can get the legs going at all I'll do my best to be there because like, like, to win with those girls is just like it doesn't like you know it's the best Christmas we're going to have ever now because of like winning the All Ireland just you know before Christmas and yeah no so we'll roll on in January we'll get back going I had again and sure you know we to defend our Leinster Championship and All Ireland Championship and it's just it's even it's such a deadly thought even you know have to contemplate all that but you know we're happy enough. Delighted to be joined now by out of the box, Captain Mary Lacey. Mary, watching up at the steps here in Nolan Park was like wheeling in the years 2007. Again, the intensity from this team, he never failed to deliver in the big day. I know, we were delighted. We knew if we got a good start. To be honest, we knew if we turned up today and we played to our full potential that we'd be very hard to stop. Um, we knew Star Seeds were a great team, we particularly their centre forward and their full forward. But I think we had so many d- danger girls. We had girls uh, every day we went go out with different scores and the scoreboard. And the intensity our girls bring it to, ha- I suppose, pure heart and desire our girls. So just three or four tackling it every time. And I just think that's what worked for us today pure determination and hunger. And it's just unbelievable. Like all of us were at a wedding yesterday. Our midfielder, Stacey Kill. She got married. Um, unbelievable. She went training Thursday night. Like, who does that? <laughs> um, but it's brilliant. And there's great buzz and the great lift now to our little parish. Two little half parishes. And we're all born and bred there. So it's lovely. I imagine what the wedding reception or the follow-on reception for Stacey is going to be tonight. But as you said, their hunger, and even in the commentary box, I said it myself, from the word go, it took maybe two minutes to settle. And then when you got settled in, the little touches, the hooks, the blocks, foot, uh, applying the pressure is what really set up this winning advantage. Yeah, it was. It was just, uh, I suppose, the work rate. It wasn't pretty by any means, but this time of the year, it's not going to have pretty Camogie or pretty Harlan. It's all who wants it more. And I think that's what... And I just you could see like some of our players covered every acre of the ground there and it was from one to the two girls that came on like everyone brought intensity um, I say fair play to Sarsfields like we were winning by a good win and never gave up um, they got a great goal in the second half and then even when we got the goal back um, they never dropped their heads and I sh- I'm, that just shows they were true champions as well um, but it's great um, we're delighted um, as I said in my speech a few years ago a lot of people had us I suppose finished and but we just show like what we're made of as well coming back we're able to reach the top of Club Camogie I've been slagging Killian Whelan on the podcast every week when he's tipping Thomastown or tipping Slotney. I'll be slagging him again later on. Oh, we're delighted because it's actually motivation. Um, our manager has said it to us every night and we were like, what do we have to do for him? Because like, we had a great team performance again. Um, um, Schlockney last week were fantastic in that game. We were actually better that last week than this week, actually, our performance was. But, um, no, we were delighted. And just to know what, I suppose, you have to take um, every little inch. And we use that as a little bit of a motivator. <laughs> so you can tell him, thanks a million, he contributes to our win. <laughs> I will do indeed just three quick ones before I let you go. Of course, you mentioned the pressure. Uh, you, pressed, you pressed on them. Like, even some of the defenders around you there as well, tied with their markers the whole time. Ethan Dunn comes to mind straight away as well. Was that the game plan going out? Yeah, like... Um, 
Um, Aoife had her player to follow and we had man markers on the two McGraths. Um, but like Aoife Dunn is probably one of the most unrated players in. She doesn't get any credit. Well, backs get very little credit anyway. It's all who scores. But she has been immense the whole year. And like Kay Roach and Maria O'Dowd are two cornerbacks. They're really young girls and they've just been unbelievable as well. And 18 fullbacks, solid as you get. And Kira Story, solid as you get as well. So um, fair play to all the girls. We all work for each other. Um, we all trust each other as well. So that helps as well. But it's great, uh, to be honest. Aideen always seems to be two steps ahead of Siobhan. The other end, someone you know very, very well, shows she's still got it. Hat trick for a player that's probably struggled to keep going all year. Oh, I, to be honest, it's actually a miracle how she's out there. Like, I'm not just saying it because my sister, um, particularly after the Leinster final against Thomastown, she couldn't walk for two or three days that week. And it was only for that machine. She went to this special machine. It's some kind of oxygen machine, and she's when she had a few sessions there this week, so um, she's facing surgery on both knees. But fair play to her. This shows you what it means to different individuals as well, Club Camogie, doesn't it? She certainly did as well. I saw that on Twitter as well. Finally, Oon has done it. Karen Atkinson has done it. You know, the third person of the club to captain a county and club team to all Ireland glory. I know. It was, the, it was the only one I was missing, so I'm actually thrilled. Probably a few years ago, I wouldn't have seen myself ever getting the chance, but we're delighted. And sure, we're still 2021 championship is only a few weeks away and we have Arsla's wedding now in a few weeks as well so uh, something else to look forward to you know so it's brilliant we can share big occasions and um, I'm not sure whether we'll get to share Arsla's with the new restrictions but we'll be there for if we're not there we'll be there in spirit Colin Sunderland describe that and how you're feeling 10 minutes after uh, the final whistle uh, geez, it's unbelievable really it hasn't quite sung in, yet, sung in yet you know Killian's been a tough few years there like we went a couple of barren years where we couldn't win back a county final never mind a, a Leinster and all Ireland so to get back here today is just unbelievable really Talk about this group of women, like, and, and since you've taken control in, in, in ways, you know, the, it, it's some record getting to three All Ireland finals and having lost to them. And and this is probably the one that they, they probably would have been written off a little bit in. Yeah, I think they were, they were, would have been written off. And look, it's really and truly when when you look at it, like we went three years to win the county championship. You know, I don't believe age is everything, but we probably were getting a little bit older too. You know what I mean? A couple of main players, pregnancies and stuff like that, but they all came back only the pregnancies don't approach it. Like, that's unbelievable. Like, I'm, this is my fourth year in the job. I didn't have her at all in the first two years. But there she is, the last few weeks, getting three goals in the county final, three goals a day. Like, it's just, it's complete hunger and drive. But, you know, that's where we're from, out of the ballot, because, you know, Harlan and is the region, and that's what it's all about, really. Now, you got to start the last day against Lockneal, and that ultimately was what got you, I suppose, over the line. Something similar here today. You know, you, you just, I think you brought such an intensity here to the game that Sarsfields weren't ready for. I, yeah, I, look, there's no way we dreamed of that start again. We, we, we thought, you know, Schlock, I guess we aim for a fast start every day, but there's no way we would have dreamed before. We got today the same as last week, but it worked out that way. But, you know, it was maybe, maybe not as high scoring game, but it was a carbon copy because Schlock Neal put up a good fight last week, and we knew they were, the Sarsfields, as Ireland champions, they were going to put up a good fight too. And uh, there was a little bit of a worry that they were coming out so hard, our shape was completely gone maybe for the last 15 minutes, and we were inviting them on and inviting them on. But Kira caught a couple of break calls, Mary got into the right positions, Shelley Kyo even got back there from centre forward. Flick for 21, they, were just, they just weren't going to let it up, and that was it, you know. And what is it ultimately? Is it the fact that maybe that you've been on the bounce now every week with, with a few games that just, you know, your message probably to the girls has been very easy in some ways that uh, we just keep taking it game by game, was it? Yeah, it is. Like, you know, when you're going out every, when you're out in games every weekend, you know, even pre match talks, you're wondering what the hell do I say today that happens in the last five weeks, you know, that kind of way. But they're just folks themselves, it's just a simple little message. And, you know, we, we would have we uh, reminded them, you know, we fought a big war last summer to get this played, you know, when we got this far, you know, and that's from the semi final onwards, we wanted to make the most of it, you know. 
we, we, we would have always said if we could win at Leinster, you know, if we had got better today, the message was always going to go home. We've had a fantastic year and we'll drive on in January, but thankfully we got the win. And look, it's unbelievable now you're going in for another Leinster final at the end of January, defending champions and defending all Ireland champions, you know. And, and that would be, I'm sure, I know you're not thinking about that, you're going to enjoy this, obviously, and there's a lot of celebrations, personal celebrations, everything like that, in lots of people's lives going on in the next few weeks as well. But, you know, I'm sure you'd be kind of telling them, look, we have only got to hang in here for another few weeks and there's a potential to put back-to-back titles together. And, you know, if you lost, maybe if you lost the Leinster final, you know, and maybe you lost that little bit of momentum, mm. you know, would you have the hunger to go away, try and win it? But no, when we are Leinster champions, I'm sure, we, you know, we, we will be going at it, you know what I mean? We, we, we'll, we'll relax for the next 10 or 11 days, whatever it is, we'll we pick it up and go again but I, you don't question their hunger you know they'll be back they'll want more but, uh, we'll, we'll relax tonight we'll definitely enjoy this and I say we'll enjoy the, you know, we'll look back on the county final Leinster titles the Leinster championship as well because when we were over we, didn't, we did enjoy it but we didn't get that maybe extra day or two where we should have it you know I know Covid has parked your own wedding and uh, I know it's had an impact on some of the others uh, I know uh, Stacey got married yesterday I know Ursula's due to get married shortly as well extra bit of silverware now at the tables yeah we'll, 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 uh, <laughs> that's our incentive I suppose myself and Shelley are at the end of March so we'll have to try winning the two of them by then again so that, maybe that's, our, that's, that's the road I go the incentive there but no it'd be great Stacey uh, yesterday you know, she was a county champion and a champion outstanding and you know, all the girls were brilliant yesterday as well they just went and enjoyed the day relaxed and then went home and the big aim was to, to get the win today and really enjoy tonight, you know. Christmas going to be enjoyable now. Yeah, these pubs closing at five o'clock may have to go or eight o'clock may have to go a bit earlier, already, but we'll work something on it anyway. <laughs> Delighted to be joined now by the player of the match, Stacey Q and Stacey before I congratulate you on this. Congratulations on your nuptials on Friday. Thank you very much. I suppose as days goes or weekends goes, uh, it doesn't get much better than this and it was the icing on the cake today and look, we got over the line. I think uh, we'll enjoy the weekend now and outlet this weekend. People often say the day after a wedding is often the best party. I have a funny feeling it's going to be a cracking party in some shape or form tonight. Absolutely, and credit where credit is due, I think everyone that was at the wedding yesterday, we all made a place for each other that we wouldn't have a drink yesterday. And please God, we go over the line today, we'll have a good weekend. And that's all, I guarantee you, that's all we will do this weekend now. And I showed in the field of play, because from the word go, you were tearing right into this contest as well. You bought the intensity, you bought the hunger, you bought exactly what we expected from out of the back. Yeah, and I suppose that's what we thrive on, I suppose. It doesn't matter who, who gets the ball as long as we're in the rooks, the numbers are in, the leg is in, the arms in, the hurl is in. As long as the ball comes out in the red and black jersey, that's what we try for. And I think we showed that there today. Everything, everyone gave everything, hearts, legs, everything on the line. And uh, we're just delighted to get over the line today. How hard was it out there as well? Because it was an intense battle and credit to Sarsfield. They came back in the second half and gave it right back at you. Absolutely, and we'd expect nothing less. Um, I suppose they are All-Ireland champions and we give them the credit that they're due. But when they threw everything today, I think... The forwards pulled it out of the bag whenever the ball went up there. We got the scores to set list and we got the scores to go again. So just a to get over the line today. You were willing to drop back when you had to, to deal with the Saracens attack and threatened and move very, very quickly. I think it was telepathic at times the way you and Shelley often found each other with the ball as well. That's what you need to do in days like this. Yeah, and that's what you try for in the Harlem field. Like a lot of stuff goes unnoticed like throughout the year, I suppose, where you're in the field three and four nights a week. It's what you do by yourself. And I'm very lucky in the fact that when we're not training, Shelley's up or I'm up at her house and we're in the field together. And I think that just pays off on the field and you know where each other's going to be. But credit where credit is due from 1 to 25 today on the outer team. We all fought for each other and it shows today with silverware. And it proved exactly what a great team you are, which I'm not going to ask you your favourite between the two days. I'm just going to say enjoy your weekend. Well done, player of the match, happily married and all Ireland champions. Perfect days, don't get much better than this.
And that was Stacey Keown, of course, beforehand you heard from Ursula Jacob, Una and Mary Lacey, and of course the manager Colin Sunder. And that is it for Sports Stars Camogie in 2021, signing off with a 2020 All-Ireland Final. It's, Killian, it's a year that we no doubt we'll talk about for all its drama and excitement at some stage in the near future as well. But a great way, a week before Christmas, to finish off. We do have a New Year's Eve special coming up here, looking back at the year of the Galway Camogie side. Mr. Evan Killian uh, will look at the conversations we had about Galway throughout the year as well. That's on New Year's Eve. But for now, Killian here in an All Ireland final, three possible All Ireland finals. Look forward to next year. Can't wait. Oh yeah, can't absolutely. And uh, you know, great that uh, we have Camogie on the bounce. We won't have to worry about uh, switching off too much over Christmas, Darren, because we're right back into it again. Then in uh, January with the club championship. And uh, you know, if they serve up what they served uh, here today, uh, I think we're in for a cracker. Because as you can imagine, Sarsfield's walking away here with the tail between the legs. Schlock Neil, I, I would imagine, a little bit bruised as well. And Owlert going out here with an All Ireland championship. Can you imagine throwing them all back into the mix again in about eight weeks' time? I can't wait. Whatever dish you're having on Christmas Day, whether it's turkey or duck, guaranteed some great dishes in the new year on the Camogie Fields. We hope you enjoyed our coverage throughout the year. No doubt you definitely did in our of the Ballack. You are the All-Ireland Champions and congratulations to everybody involved with the club. I'm Darren Kelly. This was Sports Stats Camogie. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And again, I'd like to thank my partner in crime for everything this year, Killian Whelan. Thanks indeed, Darren. Happy Christmas and a Happy New Year to all your listeners.